Rosh Hashanah, kingdom and glory. When we come to study the great day of Rosh Hashanah, we take note of what is written in the Sefer, Yisod V'shoidosh Havoida. Achai Virei, he says, my brothers, my friends, you know that in the Tefilas of the Yomim Noraim, the chief theme is Kavod Shamaim. V'timloch ata Hashem levadecha al kol ma'asecha. You, Hashem, should reign alone over all of your works. That's the prayer of the day. The crux of the Avoidas Hayom and Rosh Hashanah is proclaiming Hashem Melech. Hashem is the king. Now the truth is that the Torah doesn't explain to us very much about this important day. All it says about Rosh Hashanah is Yom Teruah Yelachem. It should be a day of Teruah for you, Bamidbar. But what this trua is all about, we don't really know. The Torah doesn't tell us anything. However, even though it might not be so evident in the words of the Torah what the shofar is meant to teach us, or even what Rosh Hashanah is about altogether, when you look in the Seder Hatefila, you see that Rosh Hashanah is all about Malchius. Everything revolves around Hashem's kingship. There are other aspects too, but even the Zichroinus and Shofros are connected to the first element, the element of Hashem Melech. Hashem is king. That's the foundation of the day. Actually, it seems to be all that we speak about. Whatever tefillas we say on Rosh Hashanah, and we say many, we're always mentioning his Malchus. And not only mentioning it, we're begging for him to reign over us. Meloch al kol haolam kulo bichvodecha. Hashem, please reign over all the world in your glory. Now to our ears, such request seems to be very superfluous. All day long we're standing on our feet imploring, Hashem should reign forever. We're falling on our faces and we're begging him. We're entreating him with tears. Please, Hashem, reign over the world. Now isn't that silly? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, after all, is not like a Melech Basar Vadam. A human king is a ruler only if he has subjects. When one of the chief barons approaches a fellow baron in the name of all of the nobility and he bestows upon him a belt of royalty and a scepter and says, We are your subjects. Rule over us. He becomes the king. He has subjects upon whom he can rule now. So he's a king. And if he doesn't have a group of people that say he's the king, then he's not a king. Could be he'll imagine himself as a king. But actually, he's nothing. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not that type of king. Oh no, he needs our recognition like I need a hole in my shoe. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not interested in the acclaim of humanity. As mentioned a number of times here, all of humanity to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is no more than all the bacteria in this rug right here. If all the millions of bacteria in this rug would all come together and applaud one of us sitting here, that man wouldn't be affected at all. It wouldn't mean a thing to him. And that's about as much as Hashem needs the acclaim of humanity. He doesn't need anyone to proclaim him king because he's essentially the Melech. He's intrinsically king. 
That's what David Melech said. Hashem Malach Yud Lavish. Hashem reigned. He is clothed in majesty. But it's not the majesty that others put on him. Lavesh Hashem Oz. Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu is clothed with a strength. Hitazar. That he girded himself. Tehillim. Hitazar is a reflexive verb. It means he girded himself. Nobody put a crown on his head. Nobody gave him a royal belt and made him great. He doesn't need anyone else to make him king because he was always king, even before creation. And he'll always be king no matter what. Hashem Melech Olam Va'ed. He's the king forever. Avdu goim ma'arzo. And even if all the nations would disappear from his world, he's still the king. Tehillim. And so it's a big question. What's this Rosh Hashanah business all about? We have to give him a mishabedach that he should be a king forever? Why are we asking him to reign over the world? Of course, we're happy to say it. We'll read the words from the Machsor. Why not? It doesn't cost us any money. But just to say words and not understand them is a pity, a great pity. What are we doing on Rosh Hashanah all day long? And so we'll explain this by means of an important principle. We say in our tefillah, Yotzer Shachris, Tov Yatsar Kavod Lishmo. The good one created all this glory for his name. Hashem is called the good one. And it says here that he created all of this glory for his name. All of the kindliness and wisdom that we see in this world. The good one created in order to glorify himself. The question is, if he created everything for the glory of his name, how is that a sign that he's the good one? If a person does something good, not for the sake of being recognized, but just for somebody else's benefit, that's when you can say he's a good one. But if he performs deeds of kindliness and his motive is only to be recognized, you wouldn't call him the good one. And yet, that's what it says there. Tov Yatsar, the good one. That's Hashem. Created everything. Kavod Lishmo. For the purpose of bringing glory to his name. It's a contradiction. If he did this because he is good. If he made this universe because he is kind and benevolent. Then he didn't do it to glorify his name. The answer is that there is no paradox. Both principles are true. And that's because the greatest good that can be bestowed on anybody, the greatest benevolence that can be bestowed on any man, is if you make him aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The greatest achievement you could make in this world is to recognize that Hashem is the King, that He is everything to us. And so, we read the Pasuk like this, because He's the Tov, therefore, Yatsar. Because he's good and he wants to bestow good. That's why he created us. In order that we should have the opportunity to achieve the perfection of Kavod Shemo. Of recognizing him as king. That's our success in this world. The greatest accomplishment we could possibly achieve is making Hashem reign over us. It means 
understanding, recognizing, feeling, knowing implicitly that Hashem Melech, that Hashem reigns over the world. That's the greatest perfection of man in this world. The more you are aware, the more you feel that you're standing in the presence of the king, the more perfection you have acquired. There's nothing higher in life. Reish is Hashem. The greatest and the highest of wisdom is for a man to feel the presence of Hashem. That's why he made you. And that's why he made the world. And that's why the good one is bestowing good things upon us all the time. It's the reason you ate breakfast today. And it's the reason why you'll eat supper too. So that you should become more aware of Hashem Melech. That's why you have eyes and feet and a liver. That's why it rains. And that's why there's a sun in the sky. Everything is being given to us so that we should have more opportunities to recognize the king who's giving it to us. He is bestowing millions of benefits on mankind. All kinds of good things we're enjoying. And all of them have one common purpose. Kavod Lishmo. To bring us to recognize the Creator. We must get that into our heads. The fundamental purpose of all the things in the world is to demonstrate that somebody made them. That's the foundation for understanding all of reality. Whatever you see in this world has the purpose of making you aware of the Creator. All day long, wherever you turn, Whatever you see, it should be reminding you that Hashem Melech, that he's the one who made that. Only that it's not as simple as it sounds. It's difficult sometimes to recognize Hashem in this world because there are so many things that distract us. Gam et ha'olam natan bilibom. Hashem put the love of the world into men's hearts. So that people shouldn't discover the work of creation. That he made from beginning to end. Kohelas. It's all his. But it takes effort to see him. Hashem didn't want us to see that he's everything in this world. That would be too easy. It wouldn't be a test for us. And life wouldn't be worth living. And so he puts into this world bicycles for children. He puts automobiles for grown-ups. He puts in good times and good food. He puts marriage and children and money. All the things, some of them mitzvahs, some not. Whatever it is, people are busy all the time. Parnassa, ambition, making a living, entertainment, this and that, streets and cities and newspapers and neighbors and bungalows. Everything in the world is working hard so that people should get their minds off of HaKadosh Baruch Now I'll explain that a little more, a little more deeply. You remember when Hashem created the world? He said, Yehi Or, let there be light. And there was light. And there was night and day. The earth turned toward the light and away from the light. And that's how there was day and night. 
Now, where did that light come from? Where did it come from? Did it come from the sun? No, there was no sun yet on the first day. So where did it come from? It had to be coming from somewhere if the Earth's revolution was causing day and night. So what was the source of this light? And the answer is, it came, me'ayin, it came from nothing. It came from Hashem, yesh me'ayin, light is energy, you know, it came from Hashem's energy. Aleph, lamid, el means energy. Hashem said, let light start pouring out into this world. And light poured forth, it was light streaming forth from a certain point, but without a source, because there was no sun yet. It was light emanating from nowhere. Now, had we been around at that time, we would have been impressed by that great lesson. Where does light come from? Light comes from Hashem. If we could have been there at that time, before the sun existed, we would have become aware of Hashem like nobody's business. Look! The light comes directly from Hashem. There's nothing else except Hashem. He's the power of the world. Aleph Lamed. He is El. He is the source of all energy. That would have been a tremendous achievement of awareness that Hashem Melech. That would have been a Rosh Hashanah to remember. But what happened? Three days later, Hashem created the sun and brought darkness to the world. Now, the sun seems to us a great gift because it illuminates the world. Every day, the sun pours forth millions of tons of horsepower of energy in the form of light onto this earth. That's what keeps the world functioning. We can only see because of the sun. We only eat because of the sun. We live only because of the sun. But the truth is that the sun darkens the world. The sun constantly conceals the truth because now you look at the sun and you think that the sun is the one that gives us the light. And that's the great deception, the great sheker of the sun because really the sun has no light. It's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu using the sun as a lantern. It's still his energy, only that now, instead of seeing energy coming from space without any cause except Hashem himself, we are deceived into thinking it's coming from the sun. And what happens as a result? As a result, millions of people worship the sun instead of worshiping Hashem. And even we, Lahavdil, don't worship the sun. But when we see the sun, we think it's the sun that produces the light. We know that the sun has thermonuclear processes. It's like an atom bomb exploding constantly. A hydrogen bomb exploding over and over again. Producing energy that comes down here in the form of light energy. We know all about it. Oh no! We think that we know. But it's all a deception. It's only an excuse not to see the truth. The real truth was before the sun. The real truth is that everything is only Hashem and everything else is concealing Him. And therefore, it's so important to be able to see through the world and not be deceived by it. Yoshev Besetel Elyon 
The Most High One dwells in secret. Hashem is operating in secret. Everything seems to be working on its own. Asher Boro Elohim Lasois. Hashem created things that they should continue to work on their own. That's how it's made to appear to us. The sun comes up, goes down, comes up again. The rain cycle, the water evaporates from the ocean. The winds blow, the clouds over land. It rains, the water runs back into the oceans. And the cycle starts again. It's Lassois, the world runs on its own. Oh no, nothing doing. It's only a dream. It's imagination. Hashem is doing everything. Hashem Melech. Don't think Hashem stopped being involved. That he gave it over to nature and retired from business. He is there all the time. Only that instead of seeing him openly, you're being deceived by what looks like nature. And our job is to open up our eyes. The Malachim. Their eyes are open right now, and they say, The world is filled with his glory, because they see right now the truth. But we don't. We're deceived by nature, and therefore we see, The time should come when his glory will fill the world, and then everybody will see that Hashem is the one who fills the world. We're always striving to become more and more aware that there's nothing else. Ein od milvadoi. There's nothing but Hashem. Hashem melech. And nothing else is anything. And now we come back to Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the opportunity to renew in our minds this important principle. Because every time you say Hashem Melech and Rosh Hashanah, you're not merely repeating a pismon from the Machzor. You're declaring the Yisod HaYesodos. Every Hashem Melech is a new opportunity to implant in your mind the conviction that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Yudke Vavke is the wisdom of the world. He is the kindliness of the world. And bidvar Hashem shamayim nasu. The entire world is nothing but the word that came out of his mouth. Actually, there is no world. The world is nothing but the dvar Hashem. And on Rosh Hashanah, all we speak about is this most important fact in the world. The Yisod HaYisoidus. That Hashem is the king. And that there is no other force. No other power besides him. And so, when we say, V'timloch ata, and you should reign, we're not encouraging Hashem to be king. We are encouraging ourselves to recognize that he is the king. We're asking that Hashem should reign in the minds of men, in our minds. We pray that we should recognize that there is one designer for the universe, and that he has one design that stretches from the beginning of creation to the end of history. That is called Malchus. That's a Melech. Everything is done with a plan. It's Altsgecheshbant. It's all arranged with a perfect Seder. And everything was made for this purpose, that mankind should arrive at the understanding that Hashem 
is in charge. And so when we stand in shul tomorrow and we say, Hashem, you should reign alone on all of your creations. Realize that you yourself are the creation that you're talking about. What we're actually saying is that we are most in need of this supplication. We're davening for ourselves. We're asking Hashem to give us success in understanding that Hashem Melech. We're not concerned about the Hatentats in the jungle, that they should see that Hashem is king. If you'll stand on your feet all day on Rosh Hashanah, saying, V'timloch al kol ma'asecha, and you're thinking, Oh Hashem, you should rule over everyone. Show yourself and rule over the Hatentats and the Mexicans and the Scandinavians. All the Goyim should recognize you. If you're thinking that, You have it all wrong. No, that's not what Rosh Hashanah is all about. Rosh Hashanah is all about you. It's all about you recognizing that Hashem is the king in your life. Now, of course, we wouldn't begrudge the Goyim if they also said Hashem Melech. We'd be happy if the Mohammedans and the Neutrim and the savages in the interior jungles of Central America would also be Mamlich Hashem Elokei Yisrael. And one day they will. No question about it. But that's not our business right now. You have to be worried most about the interior of yourself. What about you? Charity begins at home. The most important question is, is he in charge of you? That's your biggest concern. Yourself. You have to know that Hashem is king. That's the first and most important step of living successfully. And now we can understand the answer to a big question that has bothered many people. Why is it that Yom Kippur comes after Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is the Yom Adin, the day of judgment. It's a great Sakana, Rosh Hashanah. It's a time when HaKadosh Baruch Hu inscribes us L'chaim, or some other option, Chas V'Sholem. Many people are Nichtav V'Nechtam on Rosh Hashanah. Their fate is sealed on this day. But we're not ready to be judged yet. It's very frightening because we are going to be judged according to what we are. And we didn't do enough to shuva yet. If on Rosh Hashanah, the Chova side, the side of accusation is heavier, then you won't get a second chance. So wouldn't it be worthwhile if instead of talking about Hashem Melech all day on Rosh Hashanah, we would spend the whole day saying, forgive us for this sin and for that sin and for this sin. At least you might get one sin off the scale. And as the side of Chovos becomes lighter, the side of Zuchuyos becomes greater. So why don't we spend time on Rosh Hashanah saying, Alchet That seems to us the more sensible approach. In a time of danger, you have to throw overboard all the ballasts so the ship shouldn't sink. We have to throw overboard whatever sins we can and save ourselves. You could save your life on Rosh Hashanah by means of saying, Al-Chet. So how can we waste time on Rosh Hashanah talking about Malchus Hashem, saying Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech, all day long? 
when we are in the greatest danger. Maybe we should have Yom Kippur before Rosh Hashanah. We would say Vidoy and do Teshuvah all day long and have the Aseres Yimei Teshuvah. And then when Rosh Hashanah finally comes, we are already cleansed of all of our sins. And we can get busy now proclaiming Hashem Melech. That's how it should be. Yom Kippur should come before Rosh Hashanah. But no, we postpone Teshuvah until later, until after Yom Hadin. And instead of doing Teshuvah and saying Alchet all day long, we are busy saying, We're praying that you, Hashem, become our king. Now it's a big kasha. And the answer is that, of course, you have to do Teshuvah and Rosh Hashanah. But what's the first thing that we need to rectify? What's the greatest Teshuvah we could do? Saying, Hashem Melech, proclaiming Hashem as king, is the biggest Teshuvah that you can do. We can't waste time saying, Alchet Shechatanu Lufanecha, and Rosh Hashanah. We can't be busy enumerating this chait and that chait because there's only one very big one, one very big chait that we have to take care of first. There's one overall failure of mankind that must be rectified on Rosh Hashanah before anything else. And that's the failure to recognize that Hashem Yimloch Le'olam void. This little chait or that little chait. You'll worry about that later. There'll be time for that during Aseles Yimei Teshuva and on Yom Kippur. All of our chatoim are minor things. They're all told us. They're all results of that one big chait. And today, on the first day of the year, we're dealing with the big chait. The one that causes all others. And that's forgetting about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Forgetting that He is our King. That's a very important piece of advice that you're hearing now. Saying Hashem Melech is the most important form of Teshuva. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu will consider most when he thinks about our fate for the year to come. The more a person gets into his blood, the spirit of Hashem Yimloch, the Oilam Void, the more he deserves to live. And so, all day long we stand on our feet and we shout, Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Yimloch, the Oilam Void. He'll forever be the king in our minds. No matter how many things are in the world that try to make us forget about him. That's the secret of saving your life on Rosh Hashanah. Because now you understand what life is for. The secret of another year of life is to get Hashem Melech into your blood. Now isn't it a pity that a lot of people come on Rosh Hashanah to shul and never once think of this principle that Rosh Hashanah represents? A thousand other things they'll think about but not the Iker. And it's so very essential that we do think about it because a person's judgment on Rosh Hashanah depends on his realization of this very principle. That's the biggest teshuva, to internalize that there's nothing else in the world. 
And that's what has to get into our heads. That there is nothing intrinsic in our lives other than Hashem. It's all a deception. Money, cars, houses, even children. Everything in this world is a deception. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the only entity that exists in this world. And therefore, on this day, we get busy reminding ourselves. We get busy engraving in our minds that He is everything. Hashem Melech. Rosh Hashanah comes to recharge our batteries and to give us the awareness that we need for all year long. And that's why we should labor all day long thinking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the Melech HaOlam. So as you stand in Shul on Rosh Hashanah and the Chazan is singing Tralala, you can think. You can sing along too. But you need to think Tralala, Hashem Melech, Tralala, we're singing to announce the reign of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Today is the day I'm committing myself to a year of reminding myself as much as I possibly can that Hashem is my king. And that was the commitment that the Am Yisrael made to HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the Yamsuf. If you go back to the beginning of our history, you'll remember that when the Am Yisrael stood at the Yamsuf, they made a great declaration. They said a number of things there, but we're going to listen to the last thing that they said. You know, when you write a star, a legal document, so you have to be choyzed b'shita achroina. You have to repeat the contents of the document on the last line. You sum everything up at the end, like they say in America. What's the bottom line? The bottom line, that's what really matters. And what's the bottom line, Lahavdil, of the Shira Sayam? The last thing that they said was, Hashem Yimloch Le'olam Vayed. Hashem will reign supreme forever and ever. It was a Shavua that they were taking. We're proclaiming now, that Hashem is our king forever. Not a king in the sense of a marshal, some vague idea, a word in the Siddur that means almost nothing at all. He is actually our king, they said. And from now on, we take orders only from him. That was the promise that they made at the Yamsuf. We are going to announce always that Hashem Melech, and we're going to live our lives according to those two words. And our job in this world is to continue that commitment that our fathers and mothers made at the Yamsuf to proclaim Hashem as king over ourselves all the days of our lives. Not only on Rosh Hashanah, even on a regular Wednesday afternoon, you should remind yourself about the commitment that you made on Rosh Hashanah. Oh yes, I remember that day in Shul. The Chazan was singing Tralala, and I was telling myself that Hashem is the king. So you're walking in the street on King's Highway, and the sun is shining, and you remind yourself, there is no sun, it's all Hashem Melech doing everything. And when you pass by the fruit stand, again, there's no fruit in the fruit bin, it's the Devar Hashem. You can shout it too. Hashem Melech!
Now wait until the train comes by. And there's such a loud noise from the train and the cars and the trucks. This way no one will hear you. Shout it! Hashem Melech! And when you come into the house and you want to drink a glass of water, same thing. Baruch atah Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam. Every time you say a bracha, you mention that. Melech HaOlam, he's the king of the world. Kol bracha she'ein ba'malchus, ein a bracha, ein a bracha. Any bracha that you say without mentioning the kingship of Hashem is not a bracha. It's not a bracha. Gemara brachas. It's not something added in Derech Agav. Just something poetic that we say, like other nations have kings. So we'll also say that we have a king. No! This king is the real thing. All the other ones are the wrong address. Hashem Melech. Hashem is my king. That's what you have to be getting into your head all the time. Whatever you do, wherever you are, you're always saying, Melech HaOlam. We're always putting that idea into our thoughts. He is my king. That's the life of a Jew. It's a life of proclaiming that Hashem is our king. That's our success in this world. Achieving awareness of Hashem as the Melech. The only one with true power, wisdom, and kindliness. And if we would come into this world just to understand that theme, if we just get into our thick heads that Hashem is the king, omnipotent, wise, and kindly, then we have lived successfully. And then, when our time is up, we would go to eternal happiness as a result of having achieved the purpose of our existence. And now we can come back to Yom Trua, to understanding what the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is all about. Everyone knows that when we blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, it's saying, Ura Yishenim, wake up, you sleepers. That's what the Rambam writes. You people who are fast asleep, Awaken from your slumber. Wake up for what? Now we could say, wake up and remember this Avera. Or wake up and do Teshuvah for that Avera. We could have said that. But we are learning now that fundamentally what the shofar is saying is, wake up and think about Hashem Melech. Wake up and think about what we're speaking about here tonight. Hashem is your king. Now I know the Mefarshim say many kavanas for Tekiah Shofar. And in the Machzor, I'm sure you'll find a number of explanations for why we blow Shofar. But it's actually our old friend Bilam who came and explained the Pasuk of Yom Teruah Yelachem. It should be a day of blowing for you. When Bilam spoke B'Nevuah about the Am Yisrael, he said... Utruat Melech Bo. And the shouting for the king is among them. Bamidbar. What is our trua? It's a truas Melech. A shouting for our king. That's why we blow the shofar. That was the practice in the olden days. When a king began his reign, it was announced by the blowing of trumpets. And on Rosh Hashanah, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is announced as the Melech. Alelokim betruo. Hashem ascends by means of the sound of the trumpet. Tehillim. Of course, we already explained that he doesn't need our coronation to ascend the throne. We won't make him any more of a melech, no matter how much we blow. It's silly. A little man on this earth takes a ram, saws off its horn, stands up in shul, and gives a blow. Toot, toot, toot. And Hashem becomes elevated thereby. The creator of the universe who created billions of star worlds in which this earth is a speck of dust. And because one human being or a thousand or even a million human beings blow on the shofar, so he becomes exalted from the two, two, two? Of course not. So what is meant when we say, Allah Elohim betrua? The answer is, that Hashem becomes exalted in our minds by means of our announcing His kingship. He is elevated in the minds of mankind when they announce His sovereignty by blowing the shofar. That's the purpose of the shofar, to remind ourselves that Hashem is the king. And so, the shofar comes along on Rosh Hashanah and blows. Wake up, you sleepers! Wake up! It's Rosh Hashanah! So as you stand in shul on Rosh Hashanah and the Baal Tokeya is blowing, you're waking yourself up. You're thinking, the most important thing right now is Hashem Melech. We're announcing the reign of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what has to get into our heads. That there is nothing intrinsic in our lives other than Hashem. And that's what the shofar is always telling us. It says in the Torah in Bamidbar, When there comes a war in your land and you have to fight against the invaders, so you should blow shofar and Hashem will hear. Then it says, right after that pasuk, On the days when you come together to rejoice, You'll also blow shofar. What is this shofar? That it has two different purposes? One for crying out for help and one for rejoicing? The answer is what we've been speaking about all along. We're saying two things here, but both are one. The shofar that you use in a time of sorrow, Khalila, to cry out for help. That shofar means we don't go to anyone else for help. Even though we have an army, even though we have weapons, it's nothing. It's only you, Hashem. You are the one who leads us into battle. When we cry out with a chauffeur against our enemies, we are declaring that we have no outlook for any kind of help except from you alone. Ein lanu melech We have only one hope, and that is you, Hashem. And that's because we know that it's all you. Anyhow, there's no enemy and there's no enemy battle plans. It's all you. That's the shofar of Ki Savo Milchama Be'artzechem. And that's why when the Jews were in the concentration camps, when some were going to their deaths, 
The good ones didn't forget. The ones who forgot that Hashem is Melech. The ones who were not from before or who were not from enough. They saw Nazis and crematoriums. They saw concentration camps and whips and tortures. But they didn't see Hashem. But the Fruma, the good ones, always said, Hashem Melech, all this is a bluff. That's what they said. It doesn't cause us for a moment to forget the truth. And the truth is that Hashem is in control of everything. And when even in the midst of all this darkness, we recognize the truth of Hashem, that's where we achieve our greatest success. Not only in the concentration camps, we call out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help all day long. We say Rafa'enu. Hashem, please, Hashem, heal us from our illnesses. Barech Aleinu, us parnasa, so we should have something to eat. We're crying out to Hashem all day long because that's how we declare Him our Melech. Whatever we need, only you can make it happen, Hashem. Now that's only one side, but suppose you're successful in your life. You brought up in your crops. You harvested your field. You have wine. You have oil. You have plenty of grain. You're happy. So now you come together on Yom Tov to celebrate. Chag Ha'asif. Chag Abikurim. You have to blow the shofar. Biyom Simchatchem Umuadechem. On the Yomim Toivim. We blow the shofar. Why blow then? Same thing. To show that it comes from Hashem. It comes from you, Hashem. We blow the shofar to say, you are the king. Here you have a farmer who worked all summer. He plowed his field. He planted. He harvested. He threshed the grain. He winnowed it. He ground it. It's hard work being a farmer. And now after it's all over, he has in front of him a piece of bread on the table. What does he say? He says, Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, HaMoytzi Lechem Min HaAretz. You're the one who did it, Hashem. I didn't do anything. All of my labor is nothing. It's all you. So biyom simchatchem, when you blow shofar and say, Hashem Melech, you're announcing that all of your happiness, all of your success comes only from Hashem. All that is included in Truas Melech, announcing Hashem as king. And even when a man goes to his wedding, ah, it's a sasun v'simcha. He's drunk with happiness. Everybody's dancing and singing. The orchestra is playing. But it's nothing. It's all nothing. While he's standing under the chuppah, there are so many distractions. Is my tie straight? Is the ring still in my pocket? Is Uncle Max getting kibbut? But instead, he's thinking only one thing. Hashem Melech. Don't forget Hashem, for one moment, he is right there next to you, between you and the Kala. He is there. Don't forget about him. The Kala, too, should not forget. Nothing in the world should make you forget Hashem, ever. That's the lesson the Torah wants us to learn. When the enemies come into your land, what's the first response? 
blow the shofar and remind yourself that Hashem Melech. And when the days of happiness come, the Yom Sibchatchem, what's your response? Same thing. Blow the shofar and declare Hashem Melech. That's what Bilam meant when he said, Utruat Melech Bo. It's a nation that is always talking about their king. They're always shouting for him. From Jews live by the Shulchan Aruch. But you have to know that the higher Shulchan Aruch is written in the Chumash. The Shulchan Aruch is only a parish on the Chumash. So the first of all of our obligations is to think about what it says in the Chumash. That's number one. That's the first Shulchan Aruch of all. And in the Chumash it says that this is the power of the Am Yisroel. Hashem Elokav Imo. Hashem their God is with them. Do you know why? Utruat Melechbo. Because they are always proclaiming him king. Now that's so important that it cannot be overemphasized. People fall into the habit of forgetting the Yisoidus. They're thinking about the Halacha. That Sugya. They're thinking only about the details. And after a while, they forget all about Hashem Melech. Of course, it's good to be from. It's excellent. Wear your tzitzis out. Beautiful. Wear black hats. Excellent. Wear payas. Be mekayim mitzvahs. Very good. Very good. But you have to know that the number one requirement of a Jew is to think about Hashem. And so, when people look forward to the ensuing year and are thinking, what program, what resolution should I adopt that would cause me to find favor in the eyes of Hashem and make me deserving of another chance? This is what they should think about first. I'm going to make Hashem my king. We should try it once in a while. Once in a while, make some time to think about Hashem. Get in the habit of keeping your mind as much as possible on Hashem. You can start with just a minute or two. You have to exercise your thinking muscles by focusing for one minute or two minutes a day. It's not easy, but that's the most important endeavor that we are expected to achieve in this life. Once you get the knack of it, you'll keep adding. And if you grab onto it and don't let go, you can look forward to great things. You'll be from the exceptional ones who think about Hashem all their lives. During the day in the streets, when you're at work, in the yeshiva when you're learning, at home when you're with the children, you'll get up with Hashem Melech and you'll go to sleep with Hashem Melech. Ah, now that's a life. Worth living! Every year we ask for another chance. And now we understand that if we look forward to a career of Devekis, of thinking about Hashem, of keeping Hashem in our minds as much as possible, then we have a certain bargaining card with Hashem. We could tell him, Please, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we are going to be Avadim who recognize your Malchus. We're going to declare Hashem Melech throughout the year. Not merely by saying the words, but by living in consonance with the principle that Hashem is everything. And then we'll be living for a purpose. So Rosh Hashanah is not only for the coming year. 
Many times Rosh Hashanah is a day that has ramifications for one's entire life. That's how it is for a person who makes use of Rosh Hashanah. And not only in this life, the next world too. When you blow shofar and you think, Utruat Melech Bo, it's a proclamation that Hashem is our Melech. All our hopes are on Him. All of our loyalty is to Him. And if you say that, if you put that truth into your head, then Hashem says, if that's so, then you're going to be with me forever and ever. Ani Hashem lo shaniti. I Hashem never changed. Va'atem bini Yaakov lo chilitem. And you too will never come to an end. Malachi, you make me your king in this world. And I will be with you forever in this world and in the world to come. L'shana tova, tekatevu v'tekatemu.